Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. You hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including NexGuard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto Auto ship order. That's petmeds.com and promo code podcast. Right, it is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. Elliot, how you quite weak here in Philadelphia. Nothing happening. You know, so I moved back into the city, I don't know, maybe two, three months ago at this Something point. Something like that, yeah, a couple months. And it's just such an, ex- like this week, it's been so exciting to be in the city and just feel like the excitement about what has happened over these last few days, especially when. Like, when we recorded, we talked about this last week. Like, I didn't actually think they were going to get James Harden. Me either. You know, like, I thought, like, it was a possibility. Like, who knows? I thought they'd make some version of a move. But, man, I got to say, like, them getting James Harden has been way more exciting than I anticipated it being. It it is the single biggest trade in my time working in Philadelphia sports. It is one of the biggest trades in my lifetime as a Philadelphia sports fan. It is such a massive thing that has happened on both levels, right? We did a poll yesterday on the Midday Show where it was, which are you more excited about, James Harden being a sixer or Ben Simmons being gone? And it was 50-50. Wow. It I was would a think 50, Simmons would have won po- that. I would have, yeah. too. I voted for Simmons. Right. But yet, like, it's it's on so- both sides of this. Not only are we getting, like, a, you know, top 15, 20, whatever you want to call him, top 10 potentially, like however you want to look at it, player in the NBA, a Hall oh, of Fame player. Oh, he's definitely top 15. I think at, for at sure. Worst, yeah. And then on top of that, you're getting rid of the all-time number one biggest disappointment, new villain, most hateable, whatever you want to call it, person in the history of Philadelphia sports in the same trade. It is such a a massive moment for this city, for the Sixers, especially after all that we've gone through with the process and all this stuff and the ups and downs of the Ben time and the Colangelo thing and this and that. Like, it's been, it has been an insane decade for the Sixers. And now we're sitting here with with Embiid and Harden. And and again, 
And someone picked us, too. For the first time ever, a guy was like, I want to go to Philly. Get, get me to Philly. It is, it's, been a, it's been a wild week, buddy. So it's a great trade for a lot of reasons. The number one reason is they got the best player in the trade. Yep. When you get the best yep. player in the trade, you win the trade, like flat out. But also when we were here last week talking about this, the, the question was, like, should they give up Tyrese Maxey or Matisse Thibel to do it? And I was in the camp of I would have given them up to do it. That does not mean I don't like Tyrese Maxey. It doesn't mean I don't like Matisse Thibel. I just think James Harden is the missing piece for them to be able to win a championship. We'll get more into that. But the fact that just from a trade standpoint, they were able to get James Harden without giving up really anything of value. Like, let's look at what they gave up. Ben Simmons, pretty much a fictional well, it player. Wasn't, he wasn't playing for them. Right. So, he, yeah. but, but, but again, like even Ben, like in all this talk about, well, he's going to go to the Nets and he's perfect for them. Ben hasn't played it almost it's a full so calendar silly. year. All these people who crushed him for eight yeah. months. This guy's baby. Oh, how could you ever want Ben Simmons on your team? Now he's on the Nets. They're like, look out for Ben Simmons. Right. Okay, sure. I'm scared of Ben Simmons. Yeah, right. right. And I also Nonsense. think that, like, so this idea that he's going to go there and it's perfect because he's not going to have to be the scorer. Kyrie's not there half the games. He's basically in the same situation he was in Philadelphia where Joel's the number one scoring option. Durant's going to be number one in New York. And then he's going to be number two for most games when Kyrie's not there. But regardless, so you give up Ben Simmons, who's pretty much nothing because he wasn't going to play for the team. Andre Drummond, he's played well this year. He's been a nice, solid backup center. He was signed to a minimum deal this past offseason, which tells you what around the league, how hard it is to replace Andre Drummond, right? Seth Curry, nice piece. He can, he can get hot, very streaky. But he's among the top of the reasons they got knocked out last year by the Hawks. He's a huge liability on defense. And then the first-round picks, they are what they are. They're easy to get those back. So the fact that Maury, and credit to Maury, like there were times. Damn right credit to yeah. Maury. You and I have argued about we this. Have, I said trust Daryl Maury. Like yeah. the guy's good at his job. And the fact that Harden forced his way here clearly played a role in Maury being able to get this done. But Maury's part of the reason that Harden forced it's his way. It's that relationship. Yes. Absolutely. So I definitely think that Maury deserves credit for waiting. There were times where I was like, just trade him. Like just trade him for Halliburton. Just trade him for De'Aaron Fox or whoever, right? Like all these other trades we had talked about. D'Angelo Russell. I'm a D'Angelo Russell guy. I am not. I know I hated you're not. That. Like most of the people, they are not a you know not a D'Angelo Russell guy. But the fact that Maury held on and got James Harden, great, great job by him, obviously. And what, it took some chutzpah in it, it too. Did. Like that Absolutely. took some fortitude to be able to go out there and say, I'll I'll wait four years. Like I don't care. Whatever this yeah. takes, I am not wasting this asset. I am getting a star back. Like to 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 do that to a city, to your point, where I think at a certain point it kind of turned on him, where the majority of Sixers fans at a certain point were like just get rid of Ben Simmons. This asset isn't valuable. You're overvaluing it, all that stuff. Like, it takes some fortitude to go through that and stick to your beliefs and stick to your guns and say, no, I'm getting someone a star for this and to get freaking James Harden. And what I've been so surprised about is, obviously, locally, we've been talking about James Harden clearly, like it's a Sixers town. But nationally, a lot of the conversation has been about Ben going to the Nets and how their their new lineup and all those things. And it just blows my mind that people look at this trade and don't go the obvious winner are the Sixers. The Sixers now have, in my opinion, especially with Kyrie only playing half the games, the best one-two punch in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I mean, Giannis and Chris Middleton, you could argue. A healthy Anthony Davis and a healthy LeBron, you could argue. but but their team's been pretty trash. No, I'm just saying, their team is nowhere close. I'm just talking in terms of a a combo, two combo guys in the same team. they're in the conversation. I mean, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, if you really wanted to debate it. Great, yeah. But but in terms of just complementary pieces as well, like, I, I just think this is such a steal for the Sixers. And the other part of this is that people have been saying a lot leading into this week is this James Harden's cook narrative. And I think there are some reservations about in two, three years what type of player James Harden's going to be. But right now, 
This guy, when Kyrie and Kevin Durant were out earlier in the year, he went through a stretch where he averaged like 35, 12, and 10. Like, he can still be a top five player in the NBA. You were talking about where would he rank, and I think he's probably outside the top 10. Yeah, I think he's somewhere in the 10 to 12 range. Right, but when every player in the league is playing at their best, there are not many that are better than him. He's top 10. If if he's fully healthy and playing his best, he's absolutely top 10. Right, so you look at what they got back. And the Sixers' biggest need, and this was really my biggest concern with them last year, was my biggest concern with them this year, why I didn't view them as legitimate title contenders, is to win in the NBA, you have got to have an elite perimeter player. It's an absolute must. You look at the Bucks, right? Bucks, their best player is Giannis, but Chris Middleton became an elite player last year in the playoffs. Holiday, they got and Drew Holiday is really good, right? The Sixers, as much as I like Maxi, they would have gone into playoffs with probably the worst set of starting guards in the playoffs among like the teams that are semi in it, right? So the fact that they now add James Harden, they go from having one of the worst backcourts in the NBA to I think one of the best because now Tyrese Maxey is perfectly set up for the role that he's in. James Harden can be the point guard. He can be the main you know, player out on the perimeter. Tyrese Maxey now goes from having to be their main focal point on the perimeter and the player that needs to run the offense, the player that needs to score in crunch time if, if, if Joel can't do it, to being a, ba- a role player. And that's perfect for him right now. He's in his second season. He shouldn't be expected to carry them in the playoffs. So I love what this trade does to, to Maxie. But also, I love what this trade does for, for Joel. The Sixers needed somebody else to carry them in the playoffs. As awesome as Embiid is, and I wanted to get into that more in a little bit, but as awesome as he is, it's really, really hard to expect a 7-foot, 280-pound player to be dominant for six months in a row. And especially when the playoffs come and they're playing almost every other night. Like, we've seen him wear down in the playoffs. Now he can be himself, but also you have a guy capable of carrying the team. James Harden, there's a narrative that he hasn't been a good playoff performer. He's been lights out in the playoffs. There's certainly been some moments where he's come up small, but when you look at his averages, he consistently is averaging over 27 points, eight assists. I mean, he he really has shown up in the playoffs. So what I love about the trade is how it fits the roster. I love that it fits their biggest need. And what I love about it most is they're going for it. Like, they are going all in. It would have been very easy for Daryl Morey to say, you know what, we can get him this offseason. We can save those two draft picks. We don't have to give up Drummond. We can hold on to Curry. But they said, you know what, we're going to take advantage of a situation right now where the East in the NBA is wide open. The whole league's wide open. Mm-hmm. There's no great team yeah, right now. Yeah, the East is actually better than the, the West, and it's still wide open. Right, I mean, yeah. the Suns are probably the best team in the NBA yeah, but, right and now. Look, I think you still, I think the Bucs still hold the belt. Like, what, I think the Bucs are the best team in the, the East. That's my, and yeah. I think the Bucs, I think the Bucs are the, in my mind, they're the, the Suns have been the best team, but I still think you look at the Bucs and what they did last year and how they beat the Suns last year and say, all right, they've done it. I they agree. deserve the belt right now, and I think the Suns are second. But I think after that, it's it might be the Sixers right now. Like yeah. I think they're right there. And as good as the, and, and I agree with you that the Bucks are still the best team in the East. I think they're probably just kind of coasting through the regular season. Uh, absolutely. And in the playoffs, they'll be they'll be a tougher out I think than the Nets. But I do yeah, too, without yeah. a doubt. So I, I think the Bucks are the best team in the East. But regardless, they're not a powerhouse. Nope. Like there's no LeBron led team. There's no, no Warriors. No there's Warriors. No, yep, yep, yep. yep. So I think this was the perfect time to go out and. What it's worth, he did not overpay at all. Like it was a steal of a trade. I know, but again, Pete, again, everyone said you couldn't get anything for Ben Simmons. Everyone said this guy isn't worth anything anymore. Look at him in the playoffs. Every team in the NBA, watch what he did in the playoffs. Who's gonna trade for that guy? Well, guess what? You got James Harden for him. Yeah, and now they're they go from what I think they were like plus fourteen hundred to win it all to plus seven fifty, which I think is still really good odds. I think those odds are going to drop once Harden starts to play. So I, I just think it's a slam dunk of a trade. I think all the the worries that they would have had if they've given up Maxi or Thibel, the fact they didn't do that, I don't think there's a single negative to this trade. Uh, you know, the contract is going to work itself out. In two, three years, you can worry about it. 
and that was my main takeaway from this trade because we are an Eagles pod, right? Eagles show. I do cover the Eagles. Is this idea of like rebuilding and going into the draft with all these draft picks and being like, you can set your team up for six, seven years and you can, no, no. Use your assets you have to win as soon as you can. Go all in. And I know the phrase all in is going to upset some people, but if I'm the Eagles, like, yes, if there are elite players you see there and you are so sure they are elite, fine, draft them. But outside of that, Trade for Calvin Ridley. Use these draft picks to go get an elite quarterback. Like, this idea that rebuilding is always the way to go, I'm not so sure that's the case. Like, I think we look too far in the head with, uh, too far ahead with sports. The Eagles have a chance next year in a wide-open NFC to make a deep playoff run. We just talked about how in the NBA there's no LeBron-led team. There's no Warriors, how open the East is. It's the same in the NFL. The NFC is looking wide open. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, who's the best team in the NFC? The Rams? Like, that's it. And it's really hard to go back to the Super Bowl and back-to-back years. So I look at the Eagles, and I say they're not in the same situation as the Sixers because the Sixers have Joel Embiid, who is, you know, I mean, probably the best player the city has seen in of any He's sport. the best player in the league right now. Yeah, the best way he's player in the league. He's going to win the MVP if they, he keeps up. They have an elite player that the Eagles do not have. And you can't compare sports because it's apples and oranges. On, on how, you know, there's five versus 22, all that. But regardless, the Eagles have a chance with the assets they have. They were a playoff team last year to go all in and try to win next year. And after seeing the Harden trade, it's, it hammered it home for me. That's what I want them to do. That's what I think the smart, pa- smartest path is for them. It's not looking four or five years in the future. It's looking two years in the future. It's saying, who can be the best quarterback for this team next year and in 2023? And the answer to that is Russell Wilson. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, it's going out and getting that type of elite quarterback that you have the assets to go get. So I know it's not – you can't compare him straight up, but my, one of my biggest takeaways from the Sixers trade was go all out. Like, forget this rebuild. Go all out. Go get the elite players you can if you're the Eagles and go try to win next year. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. So if you want to chime in on that Eagles thing, we could definitely get into that as well. But also, if you just want to talk Sixers, like sometimes it's not just Go Birds Radio; yeah, it's sure. Sports Radio WIP. And again, this is the biggest trade, uh, one of the biggest trades in Philadelphia sports history. And and we can react to that. Just talk Sixers. But tell you its point. Look, I definitely after the trade have, have thought more about Russell Wilson. I'm not ready to say that that I think they should just you know go all in. I still think you need defensive talent. I think you need young defensive talent. I think you need to look towards the future in certain ways. But I, I've definitely thought about, like, you know, are we just being silly with this? Like, Russell Wilson is Russell freaking Wilson. He could have four or five years of great play left. And and is this silly? Is this stupid? Like, I get it. And I've thought about it a lot. And I do think in the NFL, more than any other sport, you really can turn it around quickly. Again, you know, we'll talk about the Super Bowl at some point during this show. There's a team that's playing the Super Bowl that won six games the last two years. So right. that really does kind of And the Rams, you know, the Rams fly are a team in the that fa- just... Sure, but the Rams have been good for a few years in a row, they and they, they do just go in every year, and who knows, we'll see if that comes back to bite them at some point. But, but the Bengals particularly, and I know they have Joe Burrow, and that's a culture-changing type of guy, but could Russell Wilson be? I know it's a, he's older, but could Russell Wilson come here for five years, completely change everything, and you're a Super Bowl contender? Yeah, that wouldn't be the most shocking thing ever. So... I do think that it's a fascinating situation. So if you want to chime in on that as well, 215-592-9494. And again, the Sixers thing, like this is, a, a to Elliot's point, I, I will take the calls of people who think they gave up too much or people who are scared of Ben Simmons in Boston, which again, New York. is the crazy, oh, excuse me, Boston, in New York. I Brooklyn, I'm thinking. Boston on Tuesday. Yeah, last week I said New Jersey. This week, anyway, Look at you. yes. And people who think, like it is the craziest narrative out there to me. Again, 
everyone acknowledged for eight months that this guy is the biggest loser in the history of this city. The single biggest loser in the history of Philadelphia. And now everyone's like, look out for him on the Nets. He's going to be so scary. What a fit. He's a loser. I'm not scared of any team Ben Simmons is on, particularly in the playoffs. You're playing five on four in the playoffs when Ben Simmons is there. He is still the same guy who is scared to shoot who won't hit free throws, who you can hack a Ben the entire game, all that stuff. Like, I have zero, zero fear of Ben Simmons on the net. Zero. The other outcome of this trade is, and I've been thinking about this since the trade, I legitimately can't think of the last time, and I'm more excited for Sixers-Nets than I was the Eagles Super Bowl. Oh, buddy. Not Eagles Super Bowl, but... Like, I'm saying for me, like, Sixers-Nets has the potential to be one of the best... The best rivalry in the city. Unbelievable. I think think it is... Joe said this on Friday, and I think it's true. Like, it's above Eagles-Cowboys now. Oh, easy. Like, for right now. But but it's always... My whole life, it's Eagles-Cowboys. Like, right now... Like, Sixers-Nets is the biggest rivalry in the city, and it could be for the next few years. Well, I That's think the beauty what, of it. What makes it such a great rivalry, and something I'm so looking forward to seeing is, it's not about the 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 teams. Like, it's not Philly versus Brooklyn or whatever. It's the players. Yeah. Like, the players on the Sixers clearly don't like Ben oh, Simmons. The players on the great. Nets obviously are not going to like James Harden. Like, this, can you, like, Joel versus Ben Simmons in the playoffs? Like, sign me up. I cannot wait to watch oh, this Oh, I love series. it. I love it so, so yes. much. Slam Again, trade I, the and Nets need to up. win first. I'm not convinced the Nets are going to be a juggernaut. We'll see. Well, the Sixers could play him as their first yeah, round opponent. They could. Then, as of right now, the Nets are in the playoff game, yeah. in the playing game, excuse me, and Durant's not going to be back for, like, three weeks still. Yeah. So, like, we're like, you know, they they have to fight their way in. The Sixers have a chance to get the one seed if they play well now. So, um, it's a fascinating spot, and again, a fascinating week. And again, to the Eagles' point, if you want to get in on the Eagles, obviously this is an Eagles show. We will always talk Eagles. The Russell Wilson thing gained a little heat this week. It was kind of lost because of all the Sixers stuff. But, you know, Albert Breer, who is a, yeah. a really good NFL reporter, a locked-in guy, said, and it was a bit of conjecture on his part, but he was asked, if you had to bet, who do you think Russell Wilson ends up with? And he said the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's the first time we've heard one of those people in, in a real spot who knows things to say, Hmm, this Eagles thing is a little more real than maybe of course, we think. Russell Wilson signs an Eagles hat. The so. silliest story out there, yeah. and I love it. So, uh, look, I, I would be lying, and I've been pretty consistent on my Eagles quarterback plan. You know, give Hurts another year, look towards 2023, draft a guy in 2023 if you need to, buy up some extra draft stock for that. But, like, I'd be lying if I haven't heard this Wilson thing, seen this Harden thing, and thinking, like, you know what? Like, at least questioning myself. Like, is this silly? We're talking about Russell Wilson. Like, I think Jalen Hurts can become a better quarterback. Will Jalen Hurts ever be Russell Wilson? Probably not. Like, odds say he won't. Yeah, so I agree. It's a fascinating, fascinating discussion, so we can get in on all of it. 215-592-9494. It's Elliot and James. It's Go Birds Radio, and let's start it out where we do every Saturday at this time without our buddy Tom and Abington, our other Tom, Tommy in Vancouver. What up, pal? Hey, guys. Great to be speaking with you, gentlemen. What up, Tom? How you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. James, I'm wondering, what were you doing when Joe was doing his uh, Simmons rant? I was just uh, speechless, just staring at it and going, I, the, like, I hope he doesn't die. He is, he is beat red. He is spitting all over the studio. I was just hoping he was going to be okay after. You know, Joe is one of those guys that when I first started listening to him, actually similar to Angelo, where I just didn't get him. And I wasn't that crazy about him. And the more I heard him, the more I was like, okay, I'm going to warm up to him. Uh, I'm going to warm up to him a bit. And that rant was just phenomenal. Well, the cool thing I think about, Joe's the best. The person. cool thing about that rant is, 
like we're we're in sports media. You're on the radio when certain moments happen. Like that was a big moment for Joe, you know. And he well, rose it to it just, and he crushed it. And it was it was just real. It was just how he felt. Exactly. And and, yeah. and I and everything he said from a content perspective, I agree with every word of it. Like this guy is the biggest loser in the history of the city. He is the biggest disappointment. Like I said it before going in. Like you know, you always talk about sports hate, and I love sports hate, and I love to talk about oh, I hate this player or that. I actually hate Ben Simmons. It's not sports hate. Like wow. as a human being, I hate Ben Simmons. There is no other Philadelphia athlete other than, like, you know, I'm sure we've had guys in the past who've done bad things that I'm not thinking about at the moment. But in terms of, like, someone who hasn't committed a crime or anything like that, like, I hate Ben Simmons. That's how I feel about him. I actually hate him. Wow, that is really strong. Follow that up, Tom. (laughs) I don't know if – yeah, James is starting to sound like a caller. Well, it's true. I'm a, I'm a, I, it's how I feel. I, yeah, I'm going to always be – we know we're always honest with the Go Birds it. listeners. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be real. Like, that's how I feel. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, that's how I feel about Ben Simmons. I hate the guy. You know, I got to say, man, WIP, one of the things that really sets it apart from all other sports radio I've ever heard is how real it is and how real that the people who are on the show, how real you guys are, how real the guys are on the other shows. There's nothing fake about it. And you feeling like that, James, and you sharing that with us, that's cool. And I don't like Simmons either. I thought that guy was an embarrassment, an embarrassment to basketball. And I know there's some fans out there, and I I don't want to insult you necessarily by saying that, but that is my opinion. I don't think that guy deserved to be a, a professional basketball player. Yeah, look, again, and, and there's so many angles and tentacles and all this, but but the dude quit on this city. There's no other way to put it. Like, he quit on this city, and he forced his way out after we supported him for as long as possible. I mean, again, the guy who who is, like, the symbol of it, me, I can't get out of my head, is that guy in the playoff game, that guy in the stands in Philly who's, like, trying to coach him through, the, like, that dad who's sitting there just being like, Ben, do it like this. Do it. And it was I like, know. It was so sweet and, like, real. And he's like, just, just seriously, like, I just want you to make some free throws. And it was like, like, oh, that was like heart there, man. And, like, Ben just crapped all over all of us. So, yeah, I'm with you. I 100% agree with that. And then that, that Evan Roberts guy, do you guys know him at WFAN? I mean, I know who he is. I don't know him personally. Yeah, it's that take of him, uh, um, like when he was uh, crapping on uh, Philadelphia, uh, man, saying the city of losers. That's what second-rate cities do to first-rate cities because they're insecure. And you're uh, you're an impartial I, I observer a, too from yeah, Vancouver, sure. so you're just just looking at this straight, you know. Well, I see that all the time. With You see it with universities, too, right? Second-rate universities are always crapping on the first-rate university. Yeah. Well, this is a case of it's the insecure looking at the other city, and it's, it's really poor taste. Tommy, anyway, I, 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 I want to give you guys uh, one, one question. Oh, we need it quick. The, We're up against it. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you can address this later in the show. Should Howie be using the Rams model given what poor drafting choices he makes? Uh, Tommy, great call as always. And that's an interesting thought, and it goes to kind of what you were saying about about the idea. We'll get to that next because I do think that's yeah. an interesting thought as we do see the Rams and the Bengals in the Super Bowl. And, of course, if you want to talk Super Bowl, we are here for that. The game is tomorrow. It's gotten completely overshadowed in this city for, for good reason with the James Harden trade. But, um, you know, normally this show we'd be talking about the Super Bowl. So, Definitely get into that because I do think it is a fascinating kind of dichotomy uh, of teams where this Rams model, all in, all in, all in, as we saw this offseason, yeah. each offseason, versus a Bengals team that, you know, again, won six games last two years and they just get the quarterback. And, and all they're of more a sudden, built through the draft. all yeah. changes. So in the draft, yeah, the picks, the Chase and Higgins and all their weapons are all Mixing. drafted guys. They're all drafted guys. Yeah. So um, I think it's a fascinating kind of dichotomy. We'll talk about that and how we think the Eagles should 
kind of model themselves after. So so get in on that as well. 215-592-9494. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It's Go Birds Radio. Go Sixers Radio. Presented by Parks Casino and Sports. Go Book. Philly Radio. There you go. Sports Radio WIP. Yes. Yeah. So, so we we talked. Uh, Tom from Vancouver asked this and kind of touched on it in the first segment. But like my biggest thing with the James Harden trade and how I think it relates to the Eagles is just get great players. Like this whole idea of like fixing on how you get them and there are benefits to drafting them from contract standpoint, age, and all that. But ultimately, just go get great players. Like that was what I kept thinking about when they traded for. It's James very Harden. simple, right? Get very the, get the best players. Yeah, just go team. get great players. Like the Eagles have draft picks to go get great players. Go get great players. The the Sixers had an opportunity to get a great player in James Harden. They went and they got him. Like sometimes, maybe to your point, like maybe we overthink it. You know, like does the sentence when you say it out loud, I don't I don't want Russell Wilson. Like, just think about that for a second. I, I dude, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I have a buddy who keeps saying to me, and and look, and I think you can get better at it. And that's why I, I fight. We fight about it. And I'm like, I'm like, he's only 23. He can learn, you know, how yeah, more reps on too. But he's like, he's he'll just stop and be like, does Jalen Hurts throw the football well? And I'm like, you know, he's like not great at average or ever. He's a quarterback. And yeah. it's the same. And I'm like, you know, like, yeah, when you put it in a bottom line like that, and I think you get better. And that's my response. But at the same time, it's like, do I ever think he's going to be an elite thrower? I don't know. Like, probably not, you know? So it's a, it's a really tough – it's a tough one, especially when we're talking about potentially a guy like Russell Wilson. Well, I think the, also the thing with Russell Wilson, and passer rating is not the end-all, be-all of a stat. No stat is end-all, be-all besides wins. But, um, but when you look at Russell Wilson, there's this narrative that he, like, was bad last year. He had the fifth-best passer rating in the NFL. Yeah. He had, like, 25 touchdowns in how many games? Probably 14, 13 games, right? Like, he's still an elite quarterback. Like, I know he wasn't, like, the best quarterback in the league last year, and for him that's, like, a bit of a drop-off, I guess. But he was definitely top, like, seven or eight, if not higher, and then you take into account the injuries. So, yeah, I mean, look, we're doing the WIP pick the QB thing where everyone can vote who mm-hmm. they want to be the quarterback, and everyone on the station, like, has to pick who they're representing. And when I started it, I was, like, torn between Jalen and drafting a guy. And now, when I go on Angelo eventually and say who I think they should go for, like, I think I'm going to say Russell Wilson. Yeah. And I, again, like I, I started the offseason saying no for sure to Russell Wilson. And as you know, it creeps yeah, along. Yeah, you said I multiple start, times like no. And I'm starting to be like, well, I don't know. So yeah. it's, a, it's a really fascinating situation. So if you want to talk about that as well, 215-592-9494. And, of course, the hardened trade, whether you think it was a good trade for the Sixers. Again, I, I think a lot of us do, but there have clearly been dissenting people. And I'm, I'm sure we'll get those calls as well. And. And those of you who are scared of Ben Simmons on the Nets, I can't get there, but tell me why. 215-592-9494. Let's go to South Philly and talk to my buddy, Todd. How you been, pal? Yo, guys. How what are you? Up? Long what time, up. pal. Say. Yeah, it's been a minute, Todd. <laughs> It has been a long time. I'm glad to be able to get on here for the first time in a while. Yeah, good to so, hear from uh, you. Yeah, I miss you guys. But so I'm very glad Carson Wentz. Uh, sorry, I mean Ben Simmons well, is gone. Wow. It is crazy very... to think about that. That in the last you know, year we've gotten rid of both those guys after the whole thing. It it's pretty wild. So good. Yeah, it it's so cathartic. It really it is. is. That's it's a just, great word for it. Is cathartic. It, yeah, like so. The worst part about this Ben Simmons trade is very selfish on my part, but the vitriol and disdain I have for that man, I just wanted him to. Me too. From Dude, well, there was like, a part of me that was like, 
Just trade him to Sacramento so he has to like toil away in Sacramento. Just trade him to Portland so he's stuck in Portland with a horrible team. Like, I, it, Todd, I'm with you. Like, I'm I happy with really, the way it played out because I think they got the best player they could have gotten for him. For but sure. I definitely, a petty part of me wanted Ben Simmons to suffer. I just wanted to hold him and have him hold out for the next five years of his contract and retire. Like, that's how much I hate him. So I, will I was say, fine not taking anything for him. For, like, for as much as you guys hate Ben, and I understand it. Like, they did get James Harden because of him. So for I think, sure. it, you know, like, yeah. there was a positive ending to this. Of You're course. right, Todd. It would of have been course. interesting to see him sit out for a whole year. But a bit the best well, outcome for the Sixers is it they is, got James It Harden. is crazy, and I know a lot of people have pointed this out, but it, it doesn't mean it's not worth pointing out. The idea that, like, these two guys and Harden and Simmons both, like, acted abhorrently, like, like horribly in this situation, particularly Simmons, like extra Simmons, but Harden twice in a row, forcing his way out of spots. And both of these guys ended up getting exactly what they wanted for their horrible behavior. Like, so it's, you know, that part of it, I agree, is a little icky, Todd. The best part of the trade, though, is now we get to see Joel do what he's done to so many other people, which is just get in their head on the court with his oh, yeah. trash talk. We're going to get to see that unleashed full power on Ben Simmons on March 10th, and I cannot wait. Yeah, that's it's assuming that's assuming Ben Simmons actually plays on March 10th, Todd. Come so on. here's a question sure. for you, Todd. So let's say yeah. he plays March 10th or whenever the first time Ben plays Joel is. Do they shake hands before the game? No, no chance. Absolutely not. You don't think so? I think okay. I think Joel offers it, and then Ben's petty little jerk and shrugs it off and doesn't accept it. I think, I think Joel, Joel like, does it to get in his head. I think Joel is going to yell like "shoot it" every time Ben. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, and even with the fans, I mean, it is. And Todd, great to hear from you, buddy. It's been too long. Yeah, Call you guys too. Have a good yeah. one. I mean, just uh, and again, I don't think it'll be March 10th. I think it'll be the playoffs. I think that March 10th, Ben will miraculously have a, a way out of that game. But whenever it happens, because, again, Ben Simmons will not miss playoff games if the Sixers and Nets are playing in a playoff series. Like, he won't miss all of them in Philly. Like, there will be a time where Ben Simmons has to step into that arena again, and it is going to be the single most epic fan experience that we have ever had here in terms of vitriol, in terms of hate, the boo. It'll be the loudest boo in the history of the planet. Like, it is going to be an epic, epic moment whenever it happens. Well, and, you know, you say Ben got what he wanted, and he did because he's off the team. But from Ben's perspective, this was kind of the worst possible team he could have been traded to. The expectations-wise, I mean? Expectations-wise, number one. But number two, like, he's not the to point your guard point, anymore. If, he went, if yeah. he went to Sacramento, let's say he went to the it's Kings. It's his squad. Well, but way. not just that. Like, let's say the Kings come to Philly. I don't know if they come again this year. But whenever they came, it would not be as bad as it the fact that he's on oh, the Nets. Oh, for sure. Like, the fact that he's on the Nets is going to make the, the vitriol towards him way worse. If he went to some boring team, I think there was a world where he might have gotten booed once or twice and then people moved on. Now it is going to be to your point. I mean, I can't even think of a comparable example. I can't, it's number one. Yeah, so nothing's even close. Let's go to North Philly and talk to Rasheem. Yo, Rasheem. Oh, buddy, Rasheem. Uh, we'll put Rasheem back on hold. Oh, well, why don't we just go to South Philly and talk to our guy Darren? What up, brother? What's up, brother? What's up, ESP? I legit thought when you said you were going to South Philly, you were coming to me. I thought I was. Well, I said North Philly. Rasheem's North Philly. You got no, I'm talking about Todd. Uh, oh, gotcha. You pump fake me a little bit. Oh, I just saw you on the board there, so I got you, buddy. Let me let me state this. I like that we got James Harden. I don't like the trade. What? And hear Why? me out. Why? Kind of, you chewed, I'm going to explain. I'm going to chew you out. My thing is this. The way James Harden had the nets, we had him over the barrel. We could either wait to sign him, and we all seen they got nothing, or they had to basically meet our demands 
or trade him to somewhere else where he would basically said, no, I'm not going to resign. Like I said, I'm not – like I, none of these pieces were uh, – Oh, I don't want to do the deal. I just feel like we had him and we gave him too much to we make. Gave them up look. nothing. Well, That's the Darren, point. Here's Darren, what the, here's comparatively, what the, here's what the Sixers got though. And you're right that in theory, had they waited till the offseason, maybe you give up less. But but you also said you don't care about anything they traded. But what the no, Sixers? But what I the care, Sixers? Though. Hold on, really quick. What the Sixers got is they got another postseason run, right? Like, had you trade for him yes, this offseason, and that's worth more to me than anything, any value you would have saved in a trade. Here's my thing, though. We all know, we can all agree, Joel Embiid is playing amazing lights out, not good. I'm not wishing anything bad on him. But we need a, a good big man. Drummond, for all he's worth, I don't think he makes the Nets better. He's he a vet minimum guy. Like but I like him. But like, what I'm saying is he was playing well that where Joel, Darren, you felt I get, com- Darren, I get, I, I get it. Darren, that. Darren, I get it. But, like, you got to think about it this way. Like, like step back a second and say, Andre Drummond, is that going to be the reason I don't trade for James Harden? Andre Drummond? Like, you got to step back here. I liked Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond was, when they signed him, I was like, well, that's a dumb signing. Well, he was good here. He did a nice job. But he's still a vet minimum signing. Like, it is a coup that they gave up Seth Curry. They essentially turned Josh Richardson in a vet minimum signing along with a guy who's not playing in a James Harden. That's unbelievable. But what I'm saying is, before everybody sings Daryl Morey's praise, like I said, it was a great move. I'm happy with it. He needs to make some. He needs to acquire other things like well, again uh, uh, stuff to make this run legit. Because Joel Embiid needs a stellar, and we need a, a legitimate, decent big man in the back. Because yeah, you know what I'm saying? no, One, I, I feel you. Because we D. can lose games in those 16 minutes. No, that D, Joel I, I, I feel you. I feel you. And good call. And uh, look, I, I do think that they will get someone on the buyout market. They will add to this team. That's the point of the buyout market. But uh, like the idea that you're looking at this and saying, "Oh, we gave up Andre Drummond and Seth Curry," like. And that's crazy to me. Well, like it's insanity. And here's the thing with the backup center. And I think there's a lot of fixation on that role because of what happened against the Raptors, where Joel was plus 100 or whatever when he was on the court. And then when, when they were off, they were, you know, like minus 90 or something, right? Like they were unable to play when Joel wasn't on the court. And yeah, at this point, they do need probably a better backup center. But a big difference now is James Harden is better than Jimmy Butler was. And the Sixers didn't have anybody in that Raptor series to carry the team when Joel was exactly. out. It's, oh, exactly. it's not about the it center gives him role. It does rest itself, during the game right. itself, too. He doesn't it, have to carry the load. Well, in, but it's not about, like, having a backup center to do what Joel does. No backup center will do a fraction of what Joel does. It's about when Joel's off, having other players on the court that can be close to what Joel is. And as good as Joel is, James Harden is close to what Joel is. So I understand, yes, you want great players at every position, but you have to give to get. And if Drummond and Curry is what you give up to add James Harden, then that's a trade you do. Let's go back to North Philly and talk to Sheem. You there, Sheem? Yeah, yeah. How you guys doing? Good, man. What's on your mind today, bud? Good, 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 good. It's definitely a trade you make because then if you look at that expiring contract, Andre Drummond was signed for one year. I think Curry had two more years of his contract. He's already like 31, 32, and he's not the most athletic guy. So, so if you could get, you know, get that off your books, um, um, you know, and then, you know, if Andre Drummond would have stayed, you probably would have had to re-sign him to a contract just because of, of how well he's played behind Joel Embiid. So, you know, so that frees you up with the ability to get James Harden. Um, yeah, and, and again, and, again, we're talking about, like, uh, Curry's a nice player. Andre Drummond is a role player. We're talking Curry, about, like, a James Harden, and people are upset we give up a role yeah. player. Curry's a nice player for, you know, round one, but, you know, but in the Eastern Conference Finals, when you're going against the best, and then, and then you know, he has to guard yeah, through the holiday. Look, we day, saw it in the playoffs. We yeah, saw it in the playoffs last exactly. year. He was cooked def- He was cooked defensively. You know, he, he, most definitely. But, but one thing I can't say, you can't compare it to the Eagles. This whole, you know, like, like I love how the narrative changed how – 
you know, a couple of months ago, it was one thing. And I guess because, you know, how things change, you know, you, you know, people, you know, theory changes of how to build a team. There's not one way that you do it. The Los Angeles Rams, they've been doing that since they had Jared Goff. The Cincinnati Bengals been in the been in the, been a dumpster fire for over 25 years. Yes, you know, yes, they have a quarterback now, but you know, but it, it took them about 30 years to get to that point. So, so this whole thing that it could be duplicated, you know, I guess if you go out and go get Russell Wilson, going to get Russell Wilson does, does not make you, you know, a Super Bowl winning team. Well, I, but yes, it makes no, you a Super Bowl. I agree with you. Makes you as a, Rasheed, no, getting, getting Russell Wilson makes you a Super Bowl contender. It doesn't. It, it absolutely doesn't. does. Russell, how? How? Russell because look, his because team. the Hold Eagles on. were a playoff team last year, and now they'd be upgrading in a major way at the quarterback spot. They have an elite offensive line. The the better offense helps the defense, and Russell Wilson would arguably be the best quarterback in the NFC next year. Um, I gotta totally like I gotta totally disagree with you. So how come okay. Russell Wilson wasn't able to uplift the Seattle Seahawks? He was hurt. Well, yeah, he missed. Okay, no, no. Uh, and it was okay, the first time he's about, missed I'm the playoffs. Ta- I mean, he's in the playoffs ta- every year with them. Like, you're not gonna win the Super Bowl here. He went to two Super Bowls. And he won one of them, and if it weren't for the greatest defensive play in the history of Super Bowls, he would have won two. That was a Legion of Boom era. I'm talking about the Russell Wilson era. What has he did, or what has he won? What do you mean? He goes to the playoffs every year. He's got 12 wins, 13 wins. Right, but Rasheem and Team Good Call, like, but no, like, you can't put that on Russell Wilson. It's not like Russell Wilson plays like crap and they lose because of Russell Wilson. Well, I think what's interesting about this debate is like, so Aaron Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl in his Mm -hmm. career. Aaron Rodgers has been a top three quarterback in the NFL pretty much every year he's played, right? Mm -hmm. So I do understand Rasheem's point where it's like, well, he's not winning it in Seattle, so what makes you think he'd win it here? Like, I think when building a team, you just get the best players you can and just hope the ball bounces your way. And Russell Wilson is one of the best players they can get. So would they win the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson? Probably not. Only one team wins. It's really hard to do. It's hard. We've waited 52 years to do it. But they have a better chance. There's no disputing they have a better chance. And I think that's the only way you can look at it. And I think also in the NFL, as we've seen with this Super Bowl and and, year after year, is that you can turn things around a lot quicker in that sport than in other sports. And and it is year to year enough where you can go all in for a couple years and then you know, it doesn't take that long to get back to where you were. You just need to, they need to draft better. They need, they need those young talent on defense. Like I, right. I long-term, but, but holistically, I agree with what you're saying. 215-592-9494. Tell you it's James. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. A little Go Sixers radio today, mm. too. Mm. Exciting times. It is exciting. Like, honestly, just on a, a basic level, and, and we're, you know, talking this trade inside and out. It's freaking exciting, man. It's exciting that James Harden's a, a sixer. It's exciting that it finally feels like we're given something to – you said it before, like to have Embiid here in his prime right now is a special thing as a sports fan, like on many levels. I mean, he's clearly the most likable athlete of my lifetime in terms of understanding the fans what they want from him. But just on the court, like he's the MVP favorite. Like this is a generational type of talent. And to finally feel like he has a real shot, like a real running mate next to him who, we, who you know, really is great is a freaking exciting thing. So the Joel thing, I'm happy you brought that up because it was something uh, we were texting about, yes, actually. We were. Yeah, but, but that aside, um, I think Joel, like I, in my lifetime, so I'm 34 years old, when I was growing up, Iverson, like Iverson's my favorite athlete. By far, no one even comes close. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in eighth, ninth grade, like I had all of his shoes. I bought like his armband, his finger, like like I Iverson's number one for me. It's very believable. I never thought anybody would come close to Iverson, right? Like, and I'm that's not like you know Dawkins is awesome, Kelsey and all that. But like since I covered the Eagles, it's just it's a little different. Bit different. I get so, it. Joel to me is like getting close to where I think I can say like my top two favorite athletes in Philly history are Iverson and Joel. 
I just look at like how he has a great combination of he's amazing, number one. Like he's an amazing player. But then you just look at like the tweet he sends out about Ben oh, Simmons and then man. his answer about it. And yeah. like he I just gets it. He gets it more than any athlete I've ever seen in my in Philadelphia. Like and, in terms of just understanding what the fan base wants from him and being able to deliver that. I mean, just nickname himself the process back in the day, like thing after thing after thing. Like right. he just gets it, man. Well, and I very rarely pull this card because I think part of it is since like I'm in locker rooms, like I can see how sometimes players act act one way in public and then are not in sure. another. And maybe it's because I don't cover Joel. But I just think he actually really does love playing in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think and so. And so too. I and I thought that with Iverson too, right? So I'm just surprised that Joel's come, and I'd be curious to know if other people, like, for me, it's Iverson and Joel. Like, that's it for, like, yeah. top and two And look, I mean, athletes. and on top of that, just to watch a guy, just from a, as a basketball fan, a fan of the sport, like, to be able to, on a nightly basis, watch a guy his size do the things he does, yeah. it's magical. Like, it really is magical to see this this guy, like, he is a one of one, and and it's yeah. it's special. So I'm with you. And now, and now James Harden's a sixer to the point I made before. Like, yes, we've had free agents. You know, Bryce Harper signed here for a bunch of money and all that. But like in my lifetime, like I don't ever, and I'm I'm sure it's happened. Like To kind of, but that was like I'll go to Baltimore here, whatever. Like I can't remember a true, true, true star saying, "Get me to Philly in a trade. I don't care what has to happen. Like trade me to Philly." Like. It's I, like I, I feel so loved. I feel so wanted for the first time in my sports fan life. It's Philly against everybody. Like James Harden wanted us. So I was debating saying this on the air or not. This is from the text messages. Yeah. Well, let's just do it. It's just me, you, and the go. It's going to make everyone mad. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But like, is this the most talented Sixers team of no, all time? It is. I mean, when you just look, <laughs> look, Joel Embiid. <laughs> So I am I mean, a man of bad takes. Anyone who just drove off the road right now who watched Moses and Dr. Dude, J and Mo awesome. Cheeks and all Don't those guys. Yeah, you know, I, I would just like to formally apologize right. Look, for, again, for my co-host statements. No shots at those guys. Yeah. But let's just a little shot. Let, let's all yet. like, you know, like remove the nobody older can ever be like, right? Yeah. So Joel Embiid. Uh-huh. I mean, is he the most talented player? Like He's easily in the conversation the most talented player of the season. Pure talent, had. absolutely. Pure just, talent. just pure talent. Like yes. in one game, yeah. pure talent, yeah. Joel is up He's there. He's up there for sure. James Harden, although not a sixer, same. Clearly, yeah, no, yeah. He's is same. in that discussion yeah, as sure. well, right? Like, so you bring up, you know, Dr. J, Moses, like Mo Cheeks, right? Mm-hmm. Bobby Jones. I mean, oh, Andrew Tony, like they were stacked. They were awesome. I agree for sure. But like, Joel and Harden is an unbelievable duo. Yeah. Like, I don't. Well, look, like if, if there was like a Sixers 2v2 tournament of all time, like how many people are beating? No, I, I get it. And it, I, look, I think if nothing else, because I'm I'm 40. Right. And 83, I was one and a half, two years old when that happened, whatever. Like so, like for me in my lifetime, it probably is. That's what's you know, you can right, say like that. Oh, one Sixers. I mean, just are my... think about think about it this way. Like the camera said this on the air a while back and he said it since then. But it, when he first said it, it blew me away because I just hadn't thought in those terms. But. The Sixers have only been to one Eastern Conference Finals in my lifetime yeah. that I remember, at least. 86, I wasn't, a lot, like, cognizant for that. You're not like, like Richie. How insane is right. that? Yeah, because yeah, I don't remember when I was one. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a really, it's an exciting time to be a Sixers fan, and, and I'm really, I'm happy they made it. And again, deal. I'm not saying that is like a, a shot at another I team. I get it. Like, don't I worry, you didn't see him. It's hard to, to I'm just saying, though, like, own. the combo of Joel and Harden is pretty unbelievable. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Orlando and talk to Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, fellas. 
What up, Scott? Yeah, well, this is definitely a positive thing. I can't believe you said it, though. In the day of Dr. J, Moses Malone, Bobby Jones. Yeah, it was all a great team. Guys, yeah. Tell him. Uh, Tell him. No, great team. No comparison. I don't know, uh, man. Joel and Harden team. are pretty good, but continue. Yeah, but you had the ex- extra pieces. Don't let amazing. him get but to anyway, you, Scott. Don't let him get to you. I mean, the Sixers have extra pieces, yeah, but, too, but go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with this. I think the thing I'm happiest, I, I really think that uh, – that the uh, Nets got the best of the deal, except for the fact that the fact that they only had two years with Harden and were not uh, shackled with some ridiculous contract for the next uh, seven yeah. years. I, see, well, Scott, bad news, Scott. I think they are going to end up signing him to it. Well, no, he's talking about the Sixer. He's talking about why the Nets got the better end of the deal. And uh, oh, Scott, my, the, the, my counter to that is they got Ben Simmons. So no, like he is a loser, like a flat yeah, out well, loser. So I think they yeah. lost the deal on that alone. Nothing else really matters. But I to think me. I think uh, I think being able to at the end of two years uh, see where Harden is, so that you could make a wise decision. Well, look, I think you're definitely. You're gonna have so. They're making so this move for space. now. I, I and again, I don't think uh, you know. I think you have to to the point of we were just talking about with Joel and what he is and his size, the history of guys his size, how they age, like. You have to grab this. You have to go after it while this guy is at his peak, and we don't know how long his peak will be. So I get your oh, point. I, in, in five years, we could be like, wow, we're in a bad spot, but but it's worth it to try and win a dude, title five, with Embiid for me. Five no, years no, ago, the Eagles hadn't even won the Super Bowl. Like, I, mean, I, I think it's great, but the thing is, I, I, once again, I, in, in two years, they're going to have so much cap space. They don't need those draft choices. First place, they're going to be like a, a late draft choice, like 20 or something like that. So – the fact that they were going to have cap space, they're not shackled. Well, uh, I hate to say it, but if they could get rid of Harris's contract as well. I mean, they, they're they in an unbelievable position. This this is a great thing. It really is. Uh, great. I love it, Scott. And it really is. It's, it is a great thing. This is a, well, an awesome thing that has happened to our city and our team. Had they traded Maxi or Thibel, people would have been more concerned. I would not have been as concerned about it. I think Maxi has a special upside and all that. But, like, it's James Harden, so I still would have done it. But they literally gave up nothing of value when it comes to the future. Simmons was never playing. Yeah. Drummond was gone. Yeah, the the draft picks. The only thing thing that impacts is the contract. And this year's won't matter because at the end of the draft, you never know the one in in 28 or whatever it is. So I'm with you. Let's go to Northeast Fed and talk to Chris. Yo, buddy. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on, Chris? I just wanted to talk about the trade for a minute. Um, Before I do that, though, I was like, I will say, uh, yeah, get Russell Wilson. If you don't think we should, you're crazy. I'll say that. I agree with you there. Yeah, Chris, I'm not fully there yet, but I've definitely been questioning myself and saying, am I just being silly? Like, it's Russell Wilson. Like, it's hard to, you know, say that that's dumb, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you, Jimmy. But, okay, so as for the trade, um, I like the trade. Um, I think the Sixers won the trade, but – like, I do understand where some of these, like, national guys are coming from with, with like, how they're, like, giving um, Brooklyn all this credit and saying they won the trade. I don't agree, but um, it's like, yeah, like, Ben Simmons is a loser, but, like, let's not kid ourselves. He's he's a good basketball player, and he's a good basketball player who thinks he's a great Until basketball player. Until the playoffs player, start, is... Chris. Dude, but also, yeah, yeah, like, but... they lost James Harden. Like, keep in mind, like, they lost and, James Harden. And I understand no, no, the point where if, if Harden wanted out, they got something for a distressed yeah. asset that wasn't going to be valuable to them anyway. I can talk, I can understand the talking yourself into to it being a decent move for the Nets considering the circumstance they were in. But all these people are like, the Nets won the trade. I think that's yeah, asinine. My, my only point with that is, like, like, the fact that Ben is a good player who thought he was a great player was exactly why it was never going to work here because we needed more out of him. But yeah. 
you know, if they lift some of these restrictions and Kyrie comes back and if Durant gets healthy, all they're going to need for a lot of ifs to be. A lot of ifs there. They're still playing four on five in the playoffs. No, it is, but again, like, like all he's going to have to do is be Ben Wallace who can pass and dribble, and I think uh, Kyrie and Durant are going to be able to handle the scoring. I get your point, but but teams will will force him to do more. Teams will hack him. Teams will funnel the ball to him. Like, you're not just going to let Durant and Kyrie crush you and not, like, you know, like, leave him wide open. Like, they'll leave Ben Simmons wide open. Like, you are playing five on four. I'd say if if it came down to it. But um, either way, I'm not afraid of him. And I bet anybody a thousand dollars that uh, Mark's hand is a scheduled rest day or a back business day for Ben. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm not saying. Scared of him at all? Yeah, Chris, great yeah. call. Yeah, I, there's no way he's playing March time. Feel so confident. I mean, that. I wouldn't say no way. Like it, if Ben is smart about this, it's way better to get it out of the way. On I March agree. 10th than, than in the playoffs, you're right. So you know, just peel the bandaid off. Like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I agree, the chances are slim. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's Elliot. It's James. It's GoBirds Radio. We'll be right back. Jim, James, Timothy, Elliot, It's Go Birds Radio! Presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot for Parks, James Seltzer. With you talking all Sixers today, and, and how it relates to the Eagles as well, but mostly the biggest trade in, you know, forever. Pretty exciting stuff here in Philly. James Harden is a Sixer. Let's go. So you brought up Carson Wentz a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think a, a caller did, actually. A caller did, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I think it was Todd, actually, yeah. Um, Another way I think the, the Carson and Ben thing are similar is this time last year, like right around this time, actually. I think the, the one-year anniversary of the trade is this upcoming Friday. So we, the, the trade was made, and everyone in Philly, not as much, but a lot of people in Philly were saying, like, Carson's a loser. Get him out of here. All right? Oh, great point. And, a caller and, made this point this week on the Midday Show. And nationally, the, the whole they thing like, was. like, oh, Indy got their guy. Yeah, Chris Ballard. Carson's going to be so great Chris in Indy. Chris Ballard did it's it again, point. right? And Look, who knows what's going to happen, and I don't think anybody thought it would go as poorly for Carson as it did in Indianapolis. Yeah. But I think there's something to be said for the fact that— We like, know Ben Simmons better yeah, than anybody. Exactly. Like, I think Ben on paper is easy to talk yourself into. Like, multi-time all-star, young, phenomenal athlete, like, does do some things well. But we—it's like with Carson. Like, young, he almost won the MVP one year. Oh, the team was bad. Like, you can talk yourself into it. But here in Philly, we saw it. Like, yep. we saw how it went down. We saw with Carson, like— Something was just not right at the end. Like, he just wasn't as good anymore. And he went to Indy, and he just wasn't as good anymore. And I think with Ben, like, it's easy to talk yourself into the Nets thing in the way, like, oh, he's surrounded by shooters, and he's not going to have to be the guy. But, like, we saw it every year in the playoffs, regardless of the situation. There was years he had Jimmy Butler. There was years Embiid, whatever, right? Reddick could exactly. shoot all that stuff, yeah. There were years they were favorites, years they weren't. Like, we've seen Ben in pretty much every single playoff situation. And every year, he does not get it done. He yeah. comes up small. So I don't wish ill upon anybody. I hope that Ben recovers, whatever, blah, blah. But, like, this idea that he's going to go to Brooklyn and it's going to hurt the Sixers uh, is exactly the same as the idea Carson was going to go to Indianapolis. It is it's a the fantastic point. I, and, you know, like, one of my big things when you know, the Eagles sign a player we don't know that well, like some defensive lineman or whatever, my big thing is I'd love to go and see what the fans yeah. of that team are saying about him. If they're like, oh, man, I can't believe we lost this guy. I'm usually pretty excited, and if they're like, good luck with that guy, you like that stuff matters to me because, to your point, like they're the ones who watch him every game. They're the ones who are there for know about his practice and this and all the stuff that he comes out during a season and all that stuff. I am so, so with you on this. Like, we know Ben. I, again, I don't look at giving up Ben Simmons as any sort of loss at all on well, my end. The other interesting thing when talking about Carson leaving versus Ben is 
when Carson left, there were like some as much Carson we, stands. Yes, well, but even let's talk about just in the locker room. Like it, in there was a lot made of like Carson lost the locker room, and he did to an extent. But there were a lot of players that like tweeted like you know oh Carson Luck, issue. yeah Ertz all those guys since sure. Ben's got traded it is nothing from that roster it's a great point but like we're Hate. you know no sympathy just Hate. like get like, him out of here yeah like again like all these guys last night like Toby being like I want to thank Andre Drummond and Seth Curry those Danny guys Green were our brothers shots at Danny him. Green take Joel, obviously all of them so it's a great point Elliot two one five five nine two ninety four nine four let's get to as many calls as we can this segment let's go to Santa Barbara and talk to our buddy Jack what up Jack. Hey, boys. How you what doing? Up? What up, Jack? Jack, you're a basketball guy. What do you think of the trade? Well, here's what I think, James. Um, first and foremost, let's just deal with Ben, okay? Ben, you know, I don't wish any ill will on him. He couldn't be in a better situation to be mentored. Good luck, Ben, and we're not scared, but he could turn into something but that's water under the bridge, right? That, well, so I, no, I, wa- I, I want him to fail. I can't stand him, and I also think he will fail because I think he's a loser. So that's where I'm at. I'm curious, Jack. The laugh is just so the good. best. Best yeah. laugh on Twitter. But like, who's mentoring him in in Brooklyn? KD, I guess, is the KD, idea. Man. Is, is KD he's, a mentor? Like, he's a he's a great he's player. He's gonna learn but... to shoot from anyone. Zero percent chance, Jack. He is not learning to shoot from anybody. Ben Simmons will never shoot in games. He is scared. Okay. He will never shoot in games. All right. Okay. I hope I hope he wasn't gold bricking and and he's gonna turn into Superman. I, I've heard so many people be like, "Oh, we're, we're gonna be really upset when Ben's dropping threes. It ain't gonna happen. Like yeah, we know. have enough evidence of who this guy is. Like, don't worry, it ain't gonna happen, Jack. Now, if you want to say he's gonna be a great defender and he's gonna rebound and screen and all that, yeah, he could do that stuff. But the idea that Ben Simmons is ever gonna shoot, I no, done. It ain't gonna happen. I'll be shocked if he even becomes a better free throw shooter. Even just that alone. First thing I wanted to acknowledge was was the coach. Congratulations, Coach Vermeil. Oh, great point, Jack. Yeah, we we've gone too long in the in the call. Uh, Dick Vermeil <laughs> in the show. Dick Vermeil making the Hall of Fame is a and I was going to get yeah, to it a uh, a really uh, awesome and, thing. And, and if you heard his interview on Glenn and Ray, he talked about how real the people in Philly are and how he got it from the from the jump. Like Jim Mary showed him how to be, and 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 he, and he got us right. Yeah. Well, Ben didn't work here because he didn't get us, and Carson didn't get us yeah. either. Okay. So I hope Harden gets us because we got a quarterback now. I mean, he can make Maxi better. He he can make Toby better. He's he's in position the ball. He's got to have yeah. the ball in his hands a lot, and I hope that works. That's okay. For him. That's okay. Now you got two guys. You can have him or Maxi on the floor yeah. at all times. Have someone who can handle the ball. Like he is a better ball handler than Maxi is at this point in his he, career. All that. Jimmy. Jimmy. What he does is he makes easier shots. Absolutely. Joe. Absolutely. Joe, for everybody. Joe, for everybody on Joe's the court. Had, Joe's had to carry the whole thing. Totally. And and, and now he does it. So Jackie. Um, it's a, He'll he would have worn out by the time we got to the playoffs. And, and now, we've seen that, Jack. Like, and great call yeah. as always. We've seen that year after year. Embiid is unable to kind of get to the finish line because he's asked so much of him during the season. What I think is interesting is, and Jack made a lot of great points, and he's right. Like Ben did not connect with the city. Carson didn't connect with the city. Ultimately, but 
I think sometimes we do this too with like players where I mean Carson connected with the city when he was good. Remember he like wrote that letter sure, in the sure. Tribune and he was like, Oh, this guy, like he's a blue collar guy. He's from North Dakota. Mm-hmm. He likes playing in the well, mud. Like, right? So like I think ultimately what happened with Carson and Ben is that they're just not good. Like it's like I there's a lot of layers to it and I love talking about those different layers. But the main reason they did not work here was because they were not good. Like, Ben wasn't good, and by the end, Carson was not good. And also, and look, you know how I feel about Carson. Anyone who listens to this show knows that I have not been a Carson Wentz fan for a long time. I was. I was a big Carson Wentz fan. I have not been a Carson Wentz fan for a while. I was very happy to see him go and all that. Like, it is unfair to Carson Wentz compared to Ben Simmons. Like, yeah, Carson Wentz bailed on the city after getting benched, but at least Carson Wentz went out there and tried. At least Carson Wentz went out there and played. Like, you know, Ben no, yeah, Simmons I mean, quit. Ben so Sim- they, uh, as much as I will rip on Carson Wentz, he is in a different hemisphere than Ben Simmons in terms of being a Philadelphia sports loser. At least yeah. Carson Wentz helped us win a Super Bowl. Ben Simmons, all-time Philly sports loser, and it's not close. It, well, I think it's an interesting discussion to compare the two because I think you could argue that Ben has had a better career, but I agree with you. Like Now, they're different sports. In the NBA, this is I, I'm not you- talking about as a player. I'm talking about as a Philadelphian and what they did here. And what, like, oh, the- agreed. Carson will be remembered way more favorably yeah. than Ben. Right? Uh, and ben also, will. to his point, uh, obviously, like, you know, unbelievable congrats to Dick Vermeil. He should have been a Hall of Famer a long time ago. You know, took uh, two separate teams to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, an iconic coach, or three separate teams to the Super Bowl. Um, iconic, no, two, I was right the first time. Excuse mm. me. Iconic coach, two separate franchises. Don't question yourself. Yeah, I never should. Yeah. Um, and also, um, you know, it was a wonderful guy. Like, I've been in the room when Dick Vermeil has, has given a speech, and it's one of those things where it's just real. Mm-hmm. Like, that dude owns a room unlike anyone I've ever been in a room with. So you, you get it when you see the guy and is an unbelievably nice man. So really uh, very exciting for Philadelphia for us. I know that uh, you hear his former players. Like, we had Jaws on the show yesterday, and it's just the love and admiration that those guys have for him, I think, shows how special Dick was with those guys. So um, really a great honor. To, and, of course, we want to chime in on that. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Newcastle and talk to Steve. Steve, Hey, everybody, what's happening? What up, Steve? All right, man, let's get to it. Let's do <laughs> it. Get to it. Let's do it. All right. Okay, first of all, uh, without a doubt, you know, we, 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 made a, we made a great trade. Oh, yeah. With Harden. But you guys got to remember one thing. Harden's an unrest- unrestricted free agent. And if him and MB don't get along, guess what? He can walk next year. Yeah, but Steve, let me say this. With, like, with, I, it, with its track record. Honestly, if I'm the Sixers, I am happy that he's not signed oh, yeah. to that extension already. I would rather give it a go in the playoffs, see how it works yeah. out, and then decide than have the commitment. Already. And I'll also, one one other thing, Steve, that I do think is an important part of this, and you know, whatever it is, it is, but but James Harden and Daryl Morey, there's a, a real thing there, obviously. Like, well, James Harden you. came here because of Daryl Morey. He has followed wow. Daryl Morey around. Like, there is a real player-general manager relationship there. So, like, I get your point. But I think if the Sixers want James Harden, I think there's a good chance James Harden's going to want the Sixers. And as far as the Eagles deal, if you know, if I was Russell, I mean, the first thing I'm going to look at is who I got to throw to. If, if he was thinking about coming to the Eagles, and yeah. if we don't if we don't sign Wrigley or get another number one, then. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't come if I ain't got nobody to throw to. Well, Steve, coming. Steve, great call. That that is an interesting point, and I do think they'll add there. But do you think, like, we talk a lot about us wanting these guys, whether it's Russell Wilson or you know uh, Aaron Rodgers, which I I don't, but people have, and and I'm sure there are people who want Sean Watson, despite all that right. stuff, whatever. Um, how do you weigh the the looking at? And I know we have a good offensive line, that's part of it, but like, 
you know, there are other teams they could go to that would have better weapons, and, and th- that does matter. I mean, well, look at the two teams in the Super Bowl. Both those quarterbacks have amazing weapons, and that's a big reason why they're there. Yeah, absolutely, and you're right that when it comes to Eagles receivers, it's not a group right now that any quarterback would, like, beg to sign to, to play with. But I think in Russell's situation, one difference could be he has played behind horrendous offensive lines in Seattle, he's and he's career. played with great receivers. He has DK Metcalf, right? He, I can't Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, right? Like, he's had great receivers there. And – I mean, he's won. Like, he's been to the playoffs. He's all those things. But ultimately, their lack of an offensive line is one of the main reasons they haven't been as good as they can. So I wonder if you're, if you're Russell Wilson. And, of course, would he like to have the Bengals receivers or the Rams receivers? Yeah, but he can't go there, so it doesn't matter. And I think the one thing the Eagles can offer that might be especially important to him is an elite offensive line. And so maybe he would value that over going to a different situation with better receivers but not as good of a line. From Steve in Newcastle to Steve in Philly. What up, Steve? Steve. Yeah, hello. There's Stevie. Hey, what's up? What's, what's up, man? Steve? What's on your mind, Steve? I'm, I'm good. Um, man, I just wanted to call because uh, last week I was saying that I would, I was, I'm just happy. First of all, I'm just like, well said, buddy. Me too. That, that he's gone. But um, last week I, I was, I was willing to give, give it all up for, for James Harden. I mean, what you Same. got to lose? I mean, you just got. They're all grown players. They're not proven players. None of them are at their potential yet, and they're going to take years for them to grow. But after that whole that, after that whole entire trade, like, it just got me so excited. I'm just all in. Like, go get Russell Wilson. Go get go go get all the stars. Bring all the stars to Philly. Make Philly the new L.A. on the East there Coast. There you go. Let, let's do it. Let's be all in. No, but, I, um, I, I agree. Real quick, Steve, I agree with you. I was in the same boat as you. Like, I didn't want to give up Tyrese Maxey and Thibault, but I would have right. done it if that's what it took. And I think it sounds like me and you have felt the same this week. Like when the when the Harden trade went down, there was just something like an epiphany almost in my head. And I'm like, well, this seems pretty simple. They just acquired a great player, and now James Harden's on the Sixers. So I, I like Jalen Hurts. I get the development thing. But if you can just add Russell Wilson to your roster, like I don't know. That seems like a pretty simple question. Yeah, and it makes it more attractive. I feel like more stars will want to come play when you have a more attractive players to play with. Like Calvin Ridley, bring Calvin Ridley here. Bring Russell Wilson here. Then more people will come. I said, keep Miles Sanders, you know, just keep adding more parts, add more stars to it. And also, I'm just, I'm just really like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm happy that he's here, but I'm just mad that he came so late. I feel like we would have swept like everybody last year if he was here last year. Uh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, was a missed like, opportunity him, last year. Yeah. Him, ben, him, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, like who was stopping that lineup? Seth Curry was. Well, we wouldn't have, like, we wouldn't add Simmons if they had traded for him last offseason. They would have traded Simmons for. Oh, they would have traded yeah, Simmons for him. Yeah, right, that's so, right. That's right. And, yeah, and Steve, yeah. good call. And that's the interesting thing, though. In, in hindsight, though, to the converse of what Steve's saying. If they had made that trade before with the Rockets, like Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibel, like they're probably in that deal. At least one of them is. It's a different trade at that time. So yeah, I mean, you, know, you get another both ways. You get another chance in the playoffs with Harden. Then so, sure, I'm just yeah. saying no, you're like, right though. Yeah. It is a, a different situation. So you know, but it, look, an interesting point. And I uh, never would have thought we're an hour and sixty minutes into the show. I never would have thought that I'd be doing a show on WIP where a caller is non ridiculously. Talking about us becoming a haven for sports stars. Yeah. LA come to Coast. Philly. Everyone comes to Philly. Why wouldn't you sign in Philly? He signed here. He signed here. He got traded here. Like, can you imagine? Well, you mentioned the buyout market earlier with the Sixers, and they're going to have to fill some holes in their roster. Like, 
I don't care that they gave up Andre Drummond, but ideally you would like to replace him. I think Paul Reed is a nice player. He has no playoff experience. Oh, He's Paul, very yeah, young. Yeah, like you're not right. ca- hopefully not counting on Paul Reed. Right. So so you want to go to the buyout market, and what helps the Sixers is if you're a free agent, yeah, is you're looking and you're going. There's only a few teams that are like legitimately in it, and the Sixers are absolutely one of them. It's a great point. And and to that point, a uh, spot where you actually get some time. Like if you're a buyout yeah, guy, and you know you're gonna, center. Yeah. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We've had a lot of good vibes. On the show today, a lot of positivity. We know if this were an Eagles trade, we know what he'd say. Sixers. We don't get to hear his Sixers takes very often on this show, as we know. Will he crap on the trade, or is he excited? The question of the day, Mad Mike. How you feeling, pal? Hey, I didn't know I called Go Sixers. How are you guys doing? You did. It's Go Sixers Radio today, buddy. What's on your mind? Phil, I already told you what I think, and I'm just rooting for chaos with this one. So, over under, I'm I'm thinking James Harden comes in with stripper glitter on his face to practice at oh least 20 God. times this year. So well, look, if he likes to have fun on the off the court, who cares? As long as he as long as he court, dominates yeah. on the courts, I don't care. Go have fun, yeah, James. It's worked for him so far. I'm yeah. like, I actually hope. Ben just goes off like I, I hate right, Ben. Bet, Matt, really, Mike, come on, man. I really do. No, I see, see, you're just, you're going too far. You're becoming a caricature of yourself. Right I know. I know. You're, this not, is not real. It, Be real, it, Mike. It is kind of real because like I love kinda to see real. when uh-huh. things go insane, and like it's kind of what I'm rooting for here. So, I'm what do you think's going to happen? Forget what you're rooting I, for. What do you think, think is going to happen? Uh, literally, legitimately, I don't think Ben's going to do anything more than he's ever done before. I agree. He's, he's, he's a stubborn, arrogant uh, kid, but Thank like you. I think it would be funny. I, I do think it would be hilarious. But... Uh, Matt, you, your your version of hilarious and my version of hilarious are very different. So, Look, Matt, M- Mike, where I do agree is it would be a little funny if the first game he came out and hit like six threes. I mean, oh, it would yeah. be a little funny, but obviously like, painful. Everybody as well. would melt down, and like, and and honestly, I don't think as much as everybody's happy about Harden, this isn't the same Harden from like eight years ago. Well, this yeah, is, no player, still a really good player, man. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, but this is old man, kind of fat. Like, well, old really man, fat, hard, and average like 35, yeah, 10, and 10. 32, yeah. Mike. So, Let's not get carried away here. I just don't know if this is going to do it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if your team is – you have enough team. I don't know if you have enough bench. I just I just think you got this guy that's got bad hamstrings. Like, and, you are and just, then, just a ball I'm, of I'm joy. Do your family just walk around like devastatedly sad all day because you're What's just saying, guy? I hate everything. I, I hate everything. It's all know, the worst thing in the world. I'm actually like always in a pretty good mood. Otherwise, well, bring like, that to us. Seven, we yeah. get a little bad. I can, I can hear it in his voice. I feel like he's smiling right now. I can, I can I hear. I am smiling yeah, here. Exactly. here. Yeah. No, it's just. But I and I and I honestly hope that we we get Russell Wilson just for the sheer fact. Just that so I he'll stink, to... and then he'll be no, could no, laugh at the Eagles because no, he's so no. bad. I like Russell Wilson a lot. I'd love to root for him. Okay, I, I, so if they no. trade for Russell Wilson, we're getting a positive Matt Mike call. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Plus. Plus, Raising Howie? To, no, plus, I would never have to hear O.G. Wade dumb takes on on. Jay oh, Hurst there it is. I knew it was coming. So, Mike, a pleasure. I don't, it's a pleasure. One. Yeah, right. the right word. I don't know. Sometimes you go too far, Michael. Like, it's okay to say, you know what? That was pretty good. I like that. That was a good thing. So the thing he said that a lot of people have said, I don't even want to say a lot of callers, but just a lot of, like, discussion about the Harden trade is, well, Harden's not what he used to be. And I understand those concerns. But those are future problems. Like, Harden currently right now is still a top 15, 10 player in the NBA. And to your point, in the playoffs last year when he was healthy, he looked like one of the was, five best players in the sport. Was, like, what are we doing 27, here? 27, 8, and 10. Yeah. And the other part of this is 
you you were talking about what Ben brings to the court, and you're right. It's like defense, rebounding. But you look like Ben is a great passer. Like he is. He has great court vision. James Harden is a better passer than Ben Simmons is. So there is nothing on offense that Ben Simmons does better than James Harden. And then defense, like it is what it is. The Sixers had a good defense last year, and they got bounced in the second round. Yeah, like, you have to score. Like they, they, you win with offense in all sports, but in the NBA especially. And now they have a way better offensive player. Like, it's, it's a no-brainer. 215-592-9494. If you want to chime in on the Harden trade, chime in on the Russell Wilson thing. We're taking all those calls. It's Elliot. It's James. Don't go anywhere. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. I am happy. Super happy. This James song's a, a throwback. So not really a throwback. I mean, it's like, definitely it's, a throwback. This song's like, what, I don't dude. know, five, six years old? <laughs> That does not qualify as a throwback. Yeah, I think it, it's getting pretty mind. close. We play like 80s and 90s and 70s music on this well, station. That's, those are also time. throwbacks. Okay. I agree that this song is, first of all, I, I do think it's, I don't even know I actually think it's that. older than five or six years. I don't even know what to say to this. It is not a throwback. I think it's, I took I it think too far. it's this decade. Yeah, I think like, it's pretty close to qualifying as a throwback. No. I, look, I think it might be 10 years old. Didn't this come out? It like, doesn't matter. Like, throwback's like the 80s, man. Like, that's not a throwback. No, eight, eight, first of all, stuff Just because you don't listen to older music, and for you it's a throwback because you only listen to now stuff. Like, that. for most people, they would not so say what would Pharrell you call Happy a song, is a throwback. What would you call a song like 10 years ago? Current, I would say, yeah, not, I mean, not current, but like definitely like not old, not a throwback. It's like, oh, like, well, throwback's just a, a song. song that you haven't listened to in a long time. Like, it's like, that's oh, that's a throwback. You. For you, yeah, I guess, sure. I don't know. I would not call it happy a throwback. I think it, it's close. It is not a throwback. It is nine years old. Okay, that's pretty. But it's not, not a throwback. That's not a throwback. No. I mean, nine years is pretty long. And like, Strong no. Okay. Oh, not a throwback. Disagree. I feel but... very strongly about this. 215-592-949. Let's ask our next caller, because I think you'd be very good about that. Leo, would you consider a song from nine years ago a throwback? Absolutely not. Thank you, Leo. I think you knew what he was going to say. Take it, Elliot. Yeah. You lost. Ab- Leo, my man. Not. Yo, just because the song came out when you were like 12, <laughs> it doesn't mean it was a throwback. Okay? I got to see it out of my context, too, though. You know, Thank like, you, Leo. I knew you'd have my back here. How you been, buddy? Good. And yourself? I'm good, man. Been a while. Been yeah, a while. it has. It has. What's on All your right. mind today, pal? Uh, well, first off, I'm excited to see that Simmons is gone. Harden being here can help us out. He's a veteran. It's up to the coach now to be able to get these minutes in order yep. so he can get them both out there to get their buckets. And that is my my number out. one concern right now heading into the playoffs with this team is Doc Rivers because, I mean, it is what it is. Most 3-1 losses in the history of the game, like he is a bad playoff coach. We've seen it year after year after year. That's I, I, I think this team might be Doc Rivers' proof, and that's what I'm hoping for, but I'm certainly concerned about that. Exactly. And, I mean, if he gets the minutes down right, maybe we makes a bench change it's not going to look like a line change in hockey anymore oh i leo i i agree with you there's no excuse ever to not have one of harden joel toby or maxi on the court yep one of them has to be every coach in the league staggers minutes except doc without a doubt all right can i get to a quick thick meal story absolutely all right first off i'm so happy to get in there congratulations coach nobody deserved it more than you um years ago we both He's a hunter like I am. And I ran into him in the woods at Nakamixon State Get Park. Get out of wow. here. Yeah, when he should have been down, uh, it was when he was with St. Louis. And I guess he was on a break. And I, I didn't even realize it was him. I just walked up to see how the guy was making a hunt. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, take me What? That must be wild. It's one thing to run into someone, like, on a street in Philly. It's another oh. thing when you're out in the woods hunting to be like, what? Yeah, with it guns. Was, I mean, for me, really cool. what are we doing? 
I asked him, I said, what are you doing, you know, hunting here? And he, he looked me right in the face and said, there's actually no better place for me to go deer hunting than Bucks County. Wow, like, that's, that's really great. cool. That's awesome. That's great. Hey, Mike, wonder, this goes out to Mad Mike. Eehaw, eehaw, <laughs> come on, man. It's a good, on, it's a good impression. Yeah. I'm with you, I Leo. Bet, come on, he's got hey, this. Once basement, in a while, give a little, right? You know. You got, hey, one quick thing. I bet you in his man cave, he's got voodoo dolls hanging up all over the place. Right, Leo. I wouldn't be shocked, buddy. <laughs> Later, guys. A pleasure. Later, yeah, look, I, again, I, I love my mic. I'm, I, I know that I'm in the minority of that. I, I, I was saying earlier during the break, like, there is no caller that when I'm, like, producing the midday show and he comes on that I get more tweets or texts or calls about being like, get this guy off the radio. Like, he makes people really mad. Well, look, he I said I think it. he could do himself a service by maybe throwing people a curveball every once in a while. Like, everyone expects him to come and be like, this sucks. Come on and be like, you know what, guys? I actually love this move. What a great thing. Like, that that's why I pinned him down. Like, if they trade for Russell Wilson, like, we're getting excited by Mike call. He, he guaranteed I was going to say, it. he said he better. It. If they trade for better. Russell Wilson, we're getting happy Mike. We'll believe it when we see him. Throwback happy Mike. Throwback. Let's go to Glenside and talk to Matt. Matthew. Hey, guys. How's it going? What up, Matt? Hey, so, Elliot, I had a question about uh, just a follow-up. Like, what are you prepared to give up to get Russell Wilson? It's a good question. We haven't really gotten into that kind of – because it does – I do think there's a big difference between two ones and three ones. There's a big yeah. difference between a two ones and a two. Like, there's a lot of different, you know, kind of incantations of this that it could be. So, look, look I think this uh, Harden thing has proved I'm probably not as good in a negotiator <laughs> as some of these other GMs. Yeah, Elliot was like, take Maxie, yeah. take them. I would have had care. Harden a week ago, and I'd have given up half the team. But, but, like, I think giving up three ones for Russell Wilson is not an overpay. He is an elite quarterback. He is on the older side, but I think he still has four to five very good and year I left. would want to do two plus something like two and a third. I would, right. I would is where my kind of from the Seahawks is. perspective, maybe they want more picks in the future. So the Eagles do pick this year, you know, all those things. So, but, but in terms of like what I my mean, bottom line would be, I would give up all three ones for Russell Wilson. That's wild, dude. I don't know why. Why? I, I mean, mean, he's, a top, me he's a top five, six quarterback. <sighs> yeah. But I, okay. do you think we've, we've seen the best of Jalen Hurts? No, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, most likely we have not seen the best. I think the question with that, Matt, is I think we, if Elliot and I would both agree, most likely we have not seen the best of Jalen Hurts. The question is, the what we think the best of Jalen Hurts will ultimately be, is there any chance that's Russell Wilson? There's a chance, but it's small. It well, is a small chance, historically I mean, speaking, that what Jalen Hurts will become will be Russell Wilson. Well, but Wilson. Matt, what I actually think the question is, who do you think, has a be- who do you think is going to be a better quarterback the next two years, Russell Wilson or Jalen Hurts? In the next how many years? Two. So this next because you'd have to play her. You'd have to pay Hertz after that. Is why he's asking the question. Well, let me let me let me answer your question with another question. Do you think it would be beneficial to keep a player like Jalen Hurts, get a Russell Wilson, allow Jalen to mature behind Russell Wilson? If 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 it were Jalen's rookie year, maybe. But but again, to the point we just made, like Jalen's going to get paid soon. Like you can't like you can't have that kind of uh, you know. You can't like just, wait and just pay him when he when he sits behind Russell. I mean, it's a weird. It's, it's a weird also one. tough for Russell to come in here. I mean, the locker room. Yeah, is, that's true yeah. too. Look, I think if I think if they trade for Wilson or Watson or whatever, I think they probably move Hurts. It would be my guess. I I mean, if anything, I'd go for Watson just because he's younger. But the other yeah, side but there's of a whole like, other you know can of worms. Yeah, so to speak of with that too, but which makes it uncomfortable. Jalen Hurts for a guy coming in, he he has. Almost zero stability so far in his first two seasons. He has a rookie coach. He had a new QB coach, and I don't know. I just I think he's yeah, earned more than just two years. Matt, I, I'm 
I'm mostly with you on that. Like, I, I don't think that, again, I wouldn't trade Jalen Hurts for, like, Kirk Cousins, right? Like, but, but I we're also, talking about Russell Wilson. Oh, and also the earned Kirk more Cousins. part, like, I don't I don't think that has to matter. Like, it doesn't, there's no deserve, there's no earn. Like, the question is, who's the best Fair quarterback, enough. who's going to be the best quarterback, and what's the smartest move for the franchise? I get your point, but, like, we can't say Jalen Hurts deserves this. Like, he's either good enough ah. to get the shot or he's not. And I think he probably is. Again, like, my initial, Matt, and, and really good call, my initial take has been, like, give Hurts another year, see if he can grow, see what he can become in another year. But i also be fooling myself if, in my heart of hearts, I think he's going to someday be Russell Wilson. Like, I can't say that. I mean, you have to be so incredibly confident in Jalen Hurts to pass up Russell Wilson. Like, but we're not talking, again, I'm not saying, like, go out and get, uh, who's the Washington quarterback? Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick or uh, Tyler Kirk Cousins, Tyler Heineke, to the point you just Kirk made Cousins. Like, that, yeah. like, I'm not saying, like, upgrade for whoever. We're talking about trading for Russell Wilson. It's like when I was saying I would trade Maxie to get Harden. I like Maxie. I think he has a good upside. I'm I'm all in on Maxie. But we're talking about James Harden. So if if you can get Russell Wilson and, you know, not give up three first-round picks, like, yeah, that'd be better. But ultimately, the next two years is really what the Eagles should be thinking about. Like, things change quickly in the NFL. And getting Russell Wilson gives you a better chance to win over the next two years than Jalen Hurts does. Let's go to Middletown and talk to my guy, Tyrone. What up, T? Hey, good afternoon, James. How's it going? Good to talk to you on the weekend, my friend. Oh, it's, it's well. Uh, it's going well. Uh, so I'm on here. You with, with uh, first time, Elliot Shore Parks. He's he's the Eagles guy. Yes, isn't sir. He, or he is the Eagles man, correct. And you are Tyrone yeah. from Middletown, and it's good to hear from you, my man. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a pleasure uh, speaking to you over the radio. Appreciate it. Um, what I, I just wanted to make a little comment about the Sixers and James Harden to kick it off. Um, I think if, um, generally I'm, I'm in favor of the trade at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, particularly with James Harden, I'm hoping that if he can come in here and be 95% of himself, I think we're going to get a true baller. And oh, yeah. people want to see what a, a real baller is because, to me, he's an example of a modern-day baller. Well, I mean, Tyrone, think about it. When's the last time the Sixers had a guard on Harden's level? Like, Iverson in 01? I mean, like, you know, 21 years ago. Like, this team has not had good guard play. Yeah, Iverson. That's what's the last yeah. And look, yeah. Iverson's my guy. Like, Harden's better than Iverson. And I love Iverson. As a player, I think yeah. maybe not. Yeah, I don't know if the Philly version, because Iverson was here for so long, we'll see. But in terms of career yeah. achievement, James Harden is better now than Iverson. Well, he's he's led the league in scoring what about a half a dozen times. He averaged thirty six uh, points a game. Yeah, he's Double one of like three guys six. ever to do that. Like here, five guys ever to do that. He's like an yeah. all time scorer. Yes. Yeah, he's a, he's actually a, a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, he's uh, a no doubt. Like if he retired right know, now, he's all of first ballot. Yeah, uh, and I think that he 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 may elevate the play of all the Sixers, and hopefully, uh, the 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 synergy will be created where. It'll be off the charts. Oh, Tyrone, and, I'm I'm so with you. And good call. And again, to the point that we were making before, like, it fits, too. Like, well, that was the whole thing for years with Simmons and Embiid. We fought it. We're like, no, we can make it work. Like, they didn't fit. Like, whatever you want to say about Simmons, just as— No, they as, did not fit. Their it talents was not close, didn't yes. fit together. James Harden and Joel Embiid are players who have complementary talents. Well, and look, James Harden's clearly the best player Joel's ever played with. Without like, a doubt. And without I, a doubt. And I think you can make an argument, like— Harden's played with great players. 
like Embiid's playing at a pretty unworthy oh, right level now, right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean Chris Paul was great when they played together. Durant's right now, been good, but they only right played now, sixteen games. Yeah, that's together. the thing. They like, only and when they were younger, like OKC Durant with Harden, you could argue. But still, I think right now you you can absolutely make the argument that Embiid today, the way he's playing right now this season, is as good a player as Harden. Right. To play so with. and and I think, certainly the best big man he's played with by miles. Yeah. So I think they'll make each other better. Ultimately, I think you like Harden. Is, like it's a better fit here than it was with Brooklyn, and the fit with Joel and Harden's way better than the fit was with Joel and Ben. So I think both uh, Joel and Harden both benefit. From Let's go to Levittown and talk to Will. Yo, Will. Hey guys, I had to call, and there's just so much joy on this show. Love it about yeah. about the Sixers trade. And I, I was saying to your producer, what I've heard nobody say, just taking the long view for a second, all of this started with a comment about Hong Kong. Yeah, you're right. In reality, because you're right. Daryl's not out of Houston. You're comment, right. You're right. They probably don't fire him. Yeah, I think if they you're right. don't fire him, yeah, we're stuck with Al Horford and Josh Richardson. It's a whole different scenario. And also, another sing, another one similar to that, how about the whole Ben Simmons thing, the whole him sitting and all that started. The whole reason he was upset with the Sixers was because he was in those original trade rumors for James yeah. Harden. And now a year and a half later, whatever, we end up with trading him for James Harden. There's so much synchronicity within this whole thing. And the fact it's that amazing. and the fact that the guy who started the process, it's his mentor who comes in to finish it out. Like there's so many oh, yeah. different little things like that that are that are super fascinating. Yeah, and just um I mean like I know that there's a lot of concern. I know Philly when the stakes get high, we tend to get negative. We tend to start uh valuing picks at the twenty four spot like gold. A lot of nonsense. I, I'll tell you what, I'm ready to rename, like, streets after Daryl Morey. Love it. Like, well, Ben Franklin was a bum. <laughs> Daryl Morey is the truth. The Dar- oh, I just got to go to Jersey. I'm going to hop on the Daryl Morey Bridge. I'll be right back, guys. So, Will, yeah. we, we, we always post. Will, fantastic yeah. call, man. Thanks for calling in. We post our radio show in the GoBirds feed. We, everyone should download it if you didn't get a chance to listen to the whole thing. We always try to think of a name. Yep. Ben Franklin is a bum. Daryl Morey is the truth. Might be up there for a put it in quotes. I think that's I think that's the one right there. And again, you know, to his point though, like I do think, look, Daryl Morey deserves a lot of credit. He deserves a ton of again to have the fortitude and the toughness to to hold his position and to know that he was going to be able to. And look, maybe you know he hoped and didn't know for sure, and it worked out. But to know to believe in himself and his position and his his stance so hard that he was able to to ride this out and end up with James Harden for a guy, again, who has been sitting and not playing basketball for eight months. It's it's really masterful. So we've gone hour 40 into the show, and somehow I haven't asked you the most important question about this. Oh, buddy. What do you think about number one for James Harden? Uh, I should have known that was the question that was coming. I think it's awesome. Okay. I think he looks Why? super I mean, look, I wish you could have 13. It's taken. It's it's retired. It is right. what it is. 13 is my favorite number. My wedding anniversary is on a 13. Wow. Like, Unlucky number, too, which is. It is. That's such BS. I'm, well, it's I'm a, just saying. 13 is. Of a, all the numbers, it has I love to be, that about it. I, okay. I love my, you know, I'm a horror movie guy. I love Friday the 13th. Right. I mean, all of it. 13 is my favorite number. My Again, my wedding anniversary is August 13th. Like, yep. My, oh, I'm, I started dating my my wife on October 13th, years before. Like, wow. thir- 13s have always been good for it's been me. Lucky for you. But I think, it, you know, since he couldn't get that number, I like one. You don't like it? So I like it. I like guards in single digits. I, I like single digit. Number two is coincidentally my favorite number. But, like, so number one, I think is good. My only concern is I don't know if it's going to be like slimming on him. Like, you know, we talk about, like, there's a lot of, like, uh, you know, like, there's a lot of talk See, about his weight. this is the important stuff that we get to here when you know, Elliot gets like, to weigh in on these topics. I think it's a great number. I like it as a guard, all that stuff. 
I might have gone double digits. I love it. I love it. 215-592-9494. One more segment to go. We'll try to get to as many calls as we can. Robbie E., the legend. Rob Ellis is coming up after that. So if you don't get to us, obviously, I'm sure I would guess he's going to be talking about the James Harden trade, too. So keep it here. 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. We'll be right back. Whoa! This is a throwback. This is a throwback, yeah. Just like happy. Well, Jackie Wilson in there. Sunshine. Ah, it's a great look, song. Look at that voice. And it's, no, 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 no. Bad. I shouldn't have sang. That was bad. Was this good. song is way out of my range. 215 It's a great song, though. And I am walking on sunshine because the Sixers freaking got a guy. And it's For a beautiful For once, a guy said, come here. I want to go to Philly. Get me to Philly. And we got James Harden. James Harden. Like, just when you say it on a basic level, like, James Harden is a Sixer. Yeah. Wild, man. It's. I mean, look. I'm sure, like, you're probably in different group chats. I'm in different group chats. I can't tell you how many times this week my group chat is texted, like, I can't believe we got Yeah, that's what I keep saying it to myself. And also, on the flip side, that's what makes this one so fun and so exciting to talk about. You can also step back and just be like, I can't believe Ben Simmons is finally gone. Yeah. I'm so happy. You know, it's, you get the both ends of the spectrum of this one. 215-592-9494. Robbie E. coming up next. So let's get to as many calls as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to Delaware and talk to Omar. Hey, Omar. Hey, guys, what's going on? What up, Omar? Happy Saturday to you. You too, man. It's a beautiful one out there, too. <laughs> yeah, it beautiful is. Day. I just walked into work, so I'm going to try to get through this real quick. But right. listen, I got two questions for y'all. Sixers, prior to the trade, top five team in the East? Yeah, I think I think uh, they're I think maybe. The East is that's the thing we haven't talked much about. The East is like stacked this year comparatively. Like it's open and there's no dominant team, but there are like five, six legit good teams in the East with, you know, Chicago and Miami yeah, and all those teams. I don't trust those teams. Ultimately, Omar, Milwaukee is the only team in the East that legit scares me. Um, but I would say prior to the trade, they're probably like fifth, sixth range. Right. So we're hard and Top three team now? Yeah. Oh, I think, I think they're top two. I, I yeah. think it goes Milwaukee, them, and then I would say probably the Nets after that, but it's close. Or, you know, the Nets are. They have Durant. So. Yeah. They have Durant. Gotcha. Exactly. I think I think um, Milwaukee and New Jersey are still the, the leader. So do we have enough to win the chip with them tonight? Yeah, absolutely. That's the point. I think I think you would argue right now you'd say the Suns or the Bucks are probably the two teams most likely to win the title. But I don't think to the point, I don't think there are any of those teams are juggernauts. Like, I think any of these teams could beat any other in a seven-game series if they're playing it at the right level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially with the buyout market, too. Like, we've alluded to that and talked about it, but, like, the buyout market the last few years has really been able to add real pieces to teams. So that that really could help them. So here's my point where I think they got us in a deal. There was no other suitors for Harden except for us. And he he wasn't going to resign. So he had them over the barrel. And I just really think... We had the leverage, and they got us. Well, here, so Omar, here's why I disagree that they had the leverage, because or that the Sixers had the leverage, because the Nets had the player, like James yeah, Harden. We had a the, guy who hadn't played in eight right, months. And the, and the other thing, and I get your point, and I think there is definitely a lot of logic to it, but I don't think the value of getting Harden now can't be overstated, because we what we just talked about, like the East, they're like there's no juggernaut. There's good teams, but there's no juggernaut. So by getting Harden now, I think that was worth paying more than you would have this offseason to get another postseason run where you know Joel's healthy and you know he's playing MVP basketball. But I disagree because he doesn't get us the chip. Ultimately, we want to. We get don't the know chip. that, Omar. What do you mean? You think you, like this team is definitely good enough to win a title? If we're all even, and all teams are healthy and at full strength come playoff time. He doesn't get us the chip. I I, I disagree. How I think he might. Yeah, I mean, again, Omar, like a nice call, but like. 
Uh, I would again. I would pick the Bucks right now. If you ask me, who do I think is going to win the NBA title? I would say the Bucks again. I think that they have. They did it last year. They know what it takes. They have a complete team. They made a nice move getting Serge Ibaka, who's actually really good lately. You yeah. know, for for his age and all that stuff. Like, I think they're a good team, and we've seen Giannis say, "All right, I'll take it to that next level and be the best player in the world." Like, and he's done it in the biggest game. So, like, yep. they they deserve that benefit of the doubt. But after the and I, the Suns are a really nice team, and they're good and they're well put together. But I mean, I don't think any of these teams, to your point before, and and what we've been saying. None of them are a lock. None of them are, are not beatable. All these teams are, are beatable, and I think the Sixers have enough talent with these two guys and what's around them to beat those teams. There's no trade you can make that guarantees a title. Like, you could not. trade for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes didn't. Look, we yeah. saw the James Harden trade to the Nets where we're like, oh, the Nets are winning the title. They didn't the get out the second round. The next five years of the league are done, and the guys played 16 games together. So, yeah. like, you know, I don't think you can it's say It's just about giving yourself the best chance, and the Sixers have a way better chance than they used to and a really good chance compared to others. It's a great point. Let's go to Pittsburgh and talk to Zach. Hey, Zach. Hi. How are you guys? What up, Zach? Um, so, first-time caller. Um, uh, I thanks gotta, for calling uh, in, man. Yeah, pleasure. Absolute pleasure. You guys are the best. Thank you. You're um, way too kind. But thank so, you, I got a way of thinking about this that I haven't really heard too many people, you know, talk about. I wanted to get, get, get your guys' thoughts. Um, one of the things that I've sort of seen through Joel is, like, when he first came in, he was a post player. He was a great rebounder. But it sort of felt like to me, and I don't want to, I want to hear your guys' thoughts, because of Ben's passive style and this passivity, Joel really had to bolster his game. And totally. Jump, jump, you know, jump shots, step back, three-pointing. And, you know, for all the crap that we're going to give Ben and that he deserves, I think it might be interesting. I think Joel, the product of Joel post-Ben and fitting with Harden, it's just going to be out of this it's world. It's a fascinating thought, man. The idea that 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 because of Ben's deficiencies, Joel had to work on things he might not have if he was playing with someone who could do that stuff to begin with. It's a really fascinating thought, and it's certainly possible. We've seen how much Joel's improved in terms of his offensive game, his his maneuvers, his ability, you know, like the moves he has. It, yep. it's, it's obviously improved. Yeah, and then also I think another part that I would like to get you guys' thoughts on is you know, everyone keeps talking about these bloated NBA contracts and whatnot, but if you look over in Phoenix at Chris Paul, like, who is clamoring to call that a terrible It's contract? a great point, Zach, and, that, and, and, and great call, man. Call us again. I, I, the, the thing about Paul, and, you know, look it up, whatever, Paul changed his diet, changed his life. Like, he became, like, mostly plant-based, yep. all that type of stuff. Like, Harden has not seemed like the type of person who's know. going to, but you never know. Right. Hard, Paul was what, 34, 35 when he did that. And now yep. at like 38 or whatever he is, he's, he's still one of the best players in the sport. Well, and also like, these are future problems. Yep. Like you can figure them out in totally. the future. Right now, you know? like James it's Harden's not a big a damn deal. Basketball. It's not a big deal now. It's not a big deal next year. In 2023, 2024, when we're on the radio, we'll figure out then it's what they should great, do. But it's but, future Elliot and future yes, James's problem. Future Sixer problem. That's right. Let's go to X and talk to Mike. What up, pal? Uh, to justify my love for Joe Burrow's Heisman speech before the playoffs, I bought a Joe Burrow's T-shirt. Smart. He's great. On, I love on, that guy, Mike. On Championship Sunday, I was big man on campus, and I haven't been on campus in, I'll say, 30 years. Ah, good wow. one, Mike. Love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Burrow guy. He's, he's my, my top guy. And now, finally, guys, when football is over, I know you're both movie guys. I know you're both Gaga guys. Go see House, House of, of Gucci. Gucci. Yeah, I'm in, going to. I'm excited. In the theater. Mm. Looking out, Mike. As always, right, a pleasure. Soundtrack's incredible. 
I love it. Yeah, good looking out, Mike. A great call. I, I uh, Mike is a big Joe Burrow guy. Yeah, as, been, as he should be. Yeah, I love should. Joe Burrow too. And and apparently Lady Gaga, your girl, she's great. Yeah, star in Vegas. Let's get one more in here. Let's go to Northeast Philly and talk to Dwayne. What up, Dwayne? Yeah. Dwayne, hey what up, man? You know, one thing I have to say about the Embiid and um, Benson the situation is that, you know, Ben uh, Benson has been coddled his whole life. He played basketball his whole entire life. That's my disappointment. Embiid didn't start playing basketball until he was somewhere in his teenage years. Yep. Yeah, and for him to translate his game and to just do the things that he's done over the last couple of years, to I mean, you can't speak enough about where this guy has translated his game, transcended his game to. Well, it shows I mean, how much the, he wants it and what he cares yeah. about and that he truly wants to be great. Like, Ben Simmons wants to be famous, wants to be whatever. Like, if he truly wanted to be great, he would have worked on his game over all these years. Embiid has, and, and, and he, he deserves has. credit for that. Absolutely. Please, and, and, and for all those people who say that the Nets won the trade, here's the thing. Ben Simmons was not playing a game for us ever. Yep. yep. The, Sixers, right. the Sixers won this trade because they actually have a player no that's going to lace up the boots and get out there and play basketball. Yeah, I mean, they gave up basically nothing. And again, like, again, I just, I can't get over all these national people who spent the last eight, nine months just literally, like, taking a dump on Ben Simmons on their shows and being like, this, how could anyone ever want this guy? What a loser! And then all of a sudden he's traded the Nets and he's the the perfect fit and he's going to be the, he's going to help them win and the Nets are the team to beat. Okay, sure. Thanks. James, I love your passion and... Listen, I always love you guys. Thanks, and thanks for thanks for taking my call. Yeah, listen, thanks go, for making go it. Sixers, I'm finally excited to watch basketball. Me too, man. This was, this was Go Birds, Go Sixers Day, guys. Yes, it's a beautiful I, day. I, I love it, man. And listen, we do not give up three first round draft picks. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Yeah, Dwayne calls again next week. Always a pleasure, brother. And and uh, man, you know, uh, Sixers Celtics on Tuesday is going to be Harden's going to play. Oh, they're saying they're hopeful. That's, I think so. I I think he plays in that game. That's going to be at home because then they're on the road for a couple. And you want his first yeah, game to be debate. here, so yeah, that'll be really exciting. Um, thank you to everyone who called in. If we didn't get to your call, I'm so sorry. I guarantee you, Rob Ellis is coming up next. I guarantee you, he's going to be talking about this. So stay on the line, stay for Robbie. He'll get your calls. And uh, again, thank you to everyone who called. We literally could not do the show without you. Thank you, to Dan Wilson. And Moshe Kravitz behind the glass. Uh, back next week, buddy. Well, maybe next the Eagles will do something to counter the Harden Maybe we will thing, actually you know? get to start diving in some Eagles. And, of course, the Super Bowl tomorrow. So we'll have all that stuff um, coming up this week. So Rob Ellis is coming up next for Elliot. James. Thanks for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.